Welcome to the Grinder. We are ready for another week of grinding it out, I guess you could say. Yeah, man, we're finally back. We're actually keeping to a routine now. Yeah, somewhat of a routine, somewhat of a routine. You know, maybe people can actually depend on us a little bit. Gosh, I hope so, dude. Uh, That's the whole reason we started this thing, right? That's right. That's right. So, uh, as always, glad to be back at it. James Chapman, um, man, you were hitting it out of the park, Addison. You were were bringing some fantastic people. You want want to tell everybody who we got today? Well, you know what? I'm going to let the man introduce himself today. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. My name is Don Verity. I'm one of the co-founders of Clean Eats, um, along with my wife, Yvonne. Um, we started Clean Eats back in 2013 after we moved here from the St. Louis area. Very cool. Very cool. So um, before you guys opened up shop, give me some background story where you started out, man. So I'm from St. Louis. I, I keep saying St. Louis. I'm actually from the Metro East, so I'm, a, I'm from a little town. Uh, called Edwardsville, right across the river from St. Louis, but it's it's the St. Louis metro area. That's where I grew up. That's where I was uh, went to high school and everything. My wife is uh, about an hour north of there from Hillsboro, Central Illinois. We started a little concept there. My wife did actually. She started a little concept there called Locale Cafe. Um, she started that. I think it was the summer, summer two thousand nine, I think, and then. Um, I met her at the gym. We both trained at a gym there at a little, kind of a little podunk country town there. And uh, I met her there at the gym. And uh, at the time, I was a union carpenter. And um, that's kind of like right when the economy kind of tanked on construction a little bit. So uh, I was going in and out of there, you know, and uh, as we were dating and she was making food for me and stuff like that. And, you know, my goal and my dream, my ambition had always been up until that point was, I wanted to own some sort of sports bar. That was always like my vision and my thing. And then when I met her and I saw this concept that she had started and literally I met her like four days after she started this. I mean, she was serving water bottles out of an igloo cooler under the counter (laughs) and buy big bags of ice for her every morning. And she didn't even have a walk-in. She was using like a, an in-home refrigerator (laughs) to keep things cool. And, um, she hadn't even started doing the whole meal plan thing yet. Um, right when she opened that, that came a couple of weeks later, but there was a time there where I was out of work and, um, we had some serious discussions about, you know, what would this look like if we both tag teamed it? You know, if we, if we took this and ran with it, which was kind of a weird conversation because we had only been dating like four months <laughs> Who in their right freaking mind is going to get in business with somebody they've been dating for four months. We didn't even know, you know, but it just, I don't know, the stars aligned and everything felt right and it wound up working out. So I never actually never renewed my union card, never went back to work, never wow. never put a tool bag back on. And um, we took locale and ran with it. And, you know, that was back before Facebook, before Instagram was a thing. It was actually, you know, kind of right in the heat of MySpace. Remember when you could go on there and yeah. put a song and everything on your MySpace? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the prepackaged meals came, you know, right about, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month after she opened. And we used to, uh, we would literally on a number of the old razor flip phones, mm-hmm. we would text our menu out on that. And then people would text us their orders back. That's so cool. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 150, 200 meals a week like yeah. that. 
and then the whole thing just kind of evolved, you know. Uh, we um, got offered uh, a second location in Edwardsville where I went to high school with. This lady was trying to sell a small cafe there. She had some health problems, had to get out of it really quickly. And we had already kind of predetermined together that we were going to move. You know, we wanted to relocate. We wanted to go by the water. You know, Yvonne had a, a melanoma scare and I had always wanted to get the hell out of the Midwest. Who wants to grow up and raise kids there and, and be there full time? You know, my, I wanted to have a sports bar by the water and be Jimmy Buffett. But yeah. <laughs> so when that fell into our lap, we kind of put that on hold because it was just way too good of a, an opportunity to pass up. So we, uh, bought that lady out of her cafe and we had two locations running at the same time. And over time, one just kind of cannibalized the other. So we merged them two into the one that we had. And, um, I think we stayed in Edwardsville there a year and a half, maybe two years. And that's when we, we ran into some friends of ours that talked us into going to Wilmington. Um, we met them at the Arnold classic a couple of years in a row. It was Jen Hendershot and Brian Ken and her brother, John. And, um, we wound up driving here. I think it was Labor Day um, in 2010. We drove here to Wilmington. I put the Racine location that we started in our GPS. It was a deli. And um, the whole time, the whole trip, you know, from St. Louis to Wilmington, that's that's a two-day trip, by the way. Um, we kept talking about how we wanted to be next to a gym. You know, we kind of learned everything from locale that we wanted to change and, and do differently. So we uh, – you know, we wanted to be by a gym. We needed to be near wherever there was going to be a lot of people during the day um, because that's what made us successful where we were at. And so, sure as shit, we pulled into this deli, and there was a big, massive gold gym across the street. There was a Max Muscle supplement shop in the same parking lot. Um, it just, I don't know, everything just kind of happened to work out. And we made a guy an offer on that deli the same day, the exact same day we got there. I, I made him a cash offer, and he – he was, he took it. Yeah. Uh, so we kind of put money down on it. He, uh, part of the deal was we asked him to hold it until that follow or that, that coming up Thanksgiving, you know, cause we had to go back and sell our other business. We hadn't sold our other business. <laughs> so, this is kind of how our minds, you talked about mindset. That's how our mindset worked. We didn't, yeah. it was, let's go and we'll figure it out along the way. Um, but, uh, we went back and we were able to sell our business off. We sold the locale cafe business off in pieces. We sold the, you know, the assets to uh, some uh, seat guys that started an Indian restaurant. And then uh, the meal plans and the locale name we sold off to a personal trainer who um, ultimately kind of screwed it up. She tried to change everything and, and wasn't very successful at all. Didn't have the, she didn't give everybody the same experience that we were giving them. So it didn't really work out. She wound up closing shortly after, but um, we got to Wilmington and right after Thanksgiving in 2010, and we opened up that January. And then uh, once we opened up clean eats, man, it took off like a, it took off like a bat out of hell here. Um, we were fortunate enough to start networking with the guy that owned the gold's gym and all of his staff and, you know, the members there kind of embraced us and took us in. And, you know, the fitness community here in Wilmington is a big family. You know, we're a big town, but everybody knows each other. And um, that we were very fortunate for that because that's what ultimately led to our, you know, the success of that location, which helped us grow. And then um, we were open there two years. 
And uh, we had some guys approach us at the cafe around 2015, spring of 2015, and um, had brought up the idea of us franchising. And we, at the time, we were like, man, I don't know, you know, because the whole thing with us moving to Wilmington was we wanted to enjoy the beach. You know, we moved out here to, to be uh, for the salt life, you know what I mean? <laughs> So we were like, man, franchising is going to, you know, we're going to have to work hard. We're going to have to, you know, do all these things. And we just didn't know if that was the route we wanted to go. We wanted to be the meatheads in the, in the gym and right. have our little cafe and prep our food and lift weights and be the, and just do that. Right. And um, I'm glad we didn't keep that mindset because we wouldn't be here. But um, so we, we ultimately decided to franchise the concept. And when we did that is when we kind of stepped out of that meathead mentality to where we were kind of just sincerely focusing on, on the fitness community. And we started helping out everybody, you know, we started seeing people with all kinds of dietary needs coming in and was kind of embracing the concept as a whole. So it was, it was really eye opening. And that's when we just kind of did a branding makeover and we were like, okay, we can help way more people than just your average gym meathead. And, and that's we've, ever since then, my foot's been on the gas pedal and I haven't lifted it off. So Don, going back, so from, from the flip phone to texting the local people around you to where, where the revamp branding with the clean eats, how, how long of a time period was that? Not long. Um, I would say when we started it in 2009, 2010, right there, we were texting that menu out and then it got to be where we had to change the process over to email. Well, back then, you could only email so much before they started charging you. Right. So we started this Yahoo email, um, and then we started emailing the menu out. Well, then that grew to where I had to send three different emails out. <laughs> and then once that grew, at the, and then the whole time this was going on, we had a, a really just nasty-looking website. It wasn't pretty. It was <laughs> a very generic, like, WordPress website that kind of looked like somebody threw up on the screen, but uh, the branding for that was like purple, yellow, and gold. I mean, it wasn't, it was, um, so then we decided, okay, well we need to build a new website. So we had a company in Alton, Illinois, build us a website. And then we wound up using them when we changed it over into clean eats, they built us a custom order platform on the new website. And that platform has evolved and transitioned throughout the eight, nine years we've been here to what it is now. So, so, I mean, with that, I mean, I, I know y'all make some tasty meals cause my wife is, I mean, I think her exact words are they're, they're fucking delicious. Um, but I mean, how much though, with what you've done just to, for our listeners here, how much of it is just the fact that you make delicious meals? Um, well, I mean, the product is everything. Sure. You don't taste good. Nobody's coming back. So, yeah. Um, but I, I guess where I'm going with that is there, there's a lot of competition in what you do, yeah. right? I mean, a lot of competition. Absolutely. So, I mean, it just being tasty meal, I mean, there's so much more that's behind just, just the product. Um, you know, I mean, the, the, the company you are, how you deliver that. And I mean, it seems like to me, you know, a lot of people, I mean, you always got to have a great product, right? I mean, you always got to have a good product. But there's, there's a lot of people out there with good products, sure. you know, but, but how they're delivering it, how they're communicating to their, to their customers, 
um, you know, how their company's building, the customer service they're providing, the experience they're providing to people. You know, I think sometimes, I guess where I was going with that is how quick people can get lost in just the product and they, and they fuck up everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's one thing that does set us apart is I am very, very adamant on that customer experience. Mm. Um, you know, my, my phone is pretty much glued to my hand at all times. And so if somebody, you know, messages our corporate Instagram account and somebody from our marketing team doesn't get to it in a minute, I'm on it. You know, I'll open it yeah. up and I'll wait for somebody to see if they reply. And if they don't, I answer. I don't know. Just keeping a pulse on that, that customer experience and making sure that, you know, that they believe in you and believe in your product and want to come back. What I like is though is, is that where your business is at today from, from where you, where it started at those humble beginnings, you know, I think a lot of people overlook how important those humble beginnings are and how much it prepares you for the future. And, you know, especially with Instagram and Facebook, uh, how it is today, it's always so quick for us to compare ourselves to the people who are doing so much better. It's what we perceive. Right. And, um, I, I like the fact how you talk about what you've accomplished today, how y'all have exploded that, you know, you said you were on the fence about even franchising, going that route. And, and, and it all started with just two people making meals that they wanted to be tasty, you know? So yeah, how did, how did, do you just kind of, do you look at where you've come from and just see this? Like you just kind of look back and like, wow, we've come this far or was there a lot of method to that madness of getting where you're at now? Man, there's no method to our madness at all ever. Never has been. I mean, we, um, you know, you, you mentioned humble beginnings. One of the things that I left out, you know, when we, when we started that, when Yvonne started that first cafe, number one, when Yvonne started it, she was living in the back of it. And I'm not, that's no exaggeration. Her bedroom was in the back of this cafe. And then eventually over time, I think probably within a year, we were able to move next door. And I say we, because I sold me personally, when I got involved with her in the beginning, I got rid of everything that I owned. I gave my house up. I took, a, I, at the time, I had a brand new Dodge Hemi, four-door Hemi. I drove it to the bank, walked in the bank, and took the keys and dropped them on the desk. Cleaned it all up. Filed a personal bankruptcy. Wow. And started my entire life over. You know, and took all the money that I had, you know, to my name and gave it to her and said, let's run with this thing. And then... So we didn't have a place to live. So we were living in the bridal shop. There was a, there was an old bridal shop in the, in the strip center that was next to the little cafe there. Well, the bridal shop in the back had this little, like, I wouldn't even call it an efficiency apartment. It was smaller than the office that I was sitting in, but it was perfect. It had a futon, it had a sink gym that I met her at that we trained at was like two blocks down the road. So, we would work at the restaurant all day, go to the gym and train, shower, and then go back to the restaurant, make ourselves dinner, and then go lay down there in that office next door and watch TV every night. That was what we did. I mean, and if I, I would go back to doing that tomorrow, it was that fun. I mean, think about it. You had the restaurant at your disposal. You had the whole thing to yourself. You could make anything you wanted. It was nice, but uh, that was our beginning. And then when we – started the cafe in Edwardsville. When we got to that, we were finally financially stable enough that we could afford an apartment. So our first apartment together was seriously no shit. It was a 425 square foot studio apartment 
above a quilt place in downtown Troy, Illinois. If you don't know where Troy, Illinois is, Google that. We're going to start laughing when we get off of this. It was in downtown Troy. It was like uh, you see them old Western movies. When I say downtown, that's what it looks like. <laughs> Uh, a little old lady that had a quilt shop underneath of us and the guy that owned the building was a good customer of ours and he rented it to me and Yvonne for 400 bucks a month. That was our first time. Until we moved out here to Wilmington, that's where we lived. Damn. So, you know, my question was going to be when you're talking about living next door, I was going to ask you how many times I made you want to quit, but it sounds like, I mean, you really look back on respect in those days. Yeah, we loved it. We never, ever, Quitting was never an option for us. And to be honest with you, you know, I get asked all the time about, you know, my business background and my business history. I don't have any, you know, I was a carpenter. I I banged nails and set windows. And, you know, even when we started locale, neither one of me and Yvonne, we don't, neither one of us have a business degree. We don't have a, a business type background. And up until we franchised, if you would have sat a P&L down in front of me and her, we would have looked at you like, what the is this? We just didn't, we didn't have that mentality. We weren't running a business with that, with that mindset. Now that changed when we franchised because it had to, you know what I mean? We had to, <laughs> we had to pay attention to numbers and, and spreadsheets a little bit more and kind of learn the business aspect of what we were doing. But before that, we never thought about it. I mean, the putting, the product out there and giving the customer that experience and making sure they came back is what we were focused on. I think is ultimately what made us what we are now. If you sit down in front of a dentist, you're not asking him what school he went to. You're not asking him what his, his background in, in education is. You're asking him, what is your success rate of pulling out this cavity? You're taking care of this cavity. Right. Um, and I think that, Everybody gets so caught up in, you know, the schooling. It really comes down to, can you provide a, a, a service, right? Can you provide customer service? And can you provide a quality product? A little bit of hard work behind you. I feel like, man, th- there's, there's nothing that, that, that can really stop you if you're, if you're hitting on those four things. And, and it goes back to the mindset of, of understanding that just because you didn't look at it that way, doesn't mean that you weren't going to be successful on this end. No, I think, you're right. I think there's uh, there's more people out there that have an entrepreneurial spirit, but aren't aware of it. Yeah. Or they're scared to tap into it. And then on the flip side of that coin, there's people out there that think that they have an entrepreneurial spirit and they go out and they just want to play business owner on Instagram or Facebook and they fuck it all up and ultimately go out of business anyway. But you know, the, that would be one lesson. I mean, I wish I could get that message out even more is the people that, you know, have it in them, but probably don't know it or are scared to act upon it. You know, that's, that was always me. That was me. You know, that was me years before I even met Yvonne and we, we got into this restaurant business is, you know, that whole sports bar I was talking about. That was always my dream. That was always my goal. I was just too big of a pussy to act on, to be quite honest with you. You know what I mean? Right. I, didn't want to, I was scared to take that risk. Yep. Yeah, you know, Addison, though, going back to what you said, I mean, when I was getting into insurance, I'd been in insurance, started insurance at 19, went from cutting grass, you know, classy work, to insurance, commission only, after eight years putting in work, I applied to get my own agency. The guy, my, the manager was looking to hire me, almost didn't hire me. I mean, he, I mean, I literally watched him think about it as I was sitting there because I didn't have a college degree. 
was going in, didn't have a college degree, and he was just stuck on it. I was like, man, I've been doing this for eight years, not eating if I didn't make it happen. And you're, you know, you're debating whether to hire me. Now, look, there's agents, I, I don't say a brain because there's agents that are still winning more than me. And that motivates me. But that, all that did was fuel the shit out of me. It made me want to win even more. When I walked in there and all those other agents were starting out, we were in just this big area and it was just kind of, you wanted to be the best. Every other agent just that were in that room because I felt like they had a college degree. I, I just wanted to beat them that much more. It, it fueled the hell out of me. So uh, a lot of those agents are gone. Some I bought out and, you know, I mean, we're, we're one of the, one of the higher ranking agencies for the company I work with now because of that now there's still guys beat me and that feels the shit out of me too. But it, it's crazy. Like you say, Don, you know, that looking at it and just either playing something or cause you have this accolade here that you're just automatically qualified and uh, I, I think that is an absolute disservice. A lot of people do themselves on both sides of it. They lose because they already said they're going to lose or they think they're going to win because of something on a piece of paper, whatever the case may be, or whoever their daddy is or whatever. And you're setting yourself failure both ways. Yep, I agree. The mindset aspect, you said that, that you guys were maybe not in that mindset, but you knew you wanted to go somewhere and then the things kind of aligned. Um, I think a lot of if if you if you think about something and then you start putting action behind that that thought process, shit like that just lines up, man. And it's it's so crazy on how how it actually just works, man. If if you're willing to put in the work and you have the the James goes into a lot of times like you know I can feel it, I can taste it, I know where we want to be, we just got to get there, right? Um, and your story goes 100% along with that. And I think that's what's so cool about it is like if, if, if you have that drive in you, right, whether you know it or not, and then you just start putting a little bit of pieces because those things come into play and you're like, okay, well, that option just pulled up. I'm going to go ahead and take that one. Next one comes up. I'm going to go ahead and take that one. And that's how you start building that empire, man. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what you did. Very big believers in the law of attraction. Yep. Um, her and I use a life coach, same life coach we've used for nine years now. Um, and that's a big, big thing to us is law of attraction. I mean, if we put it out there and we say we're going to do it, that's it. I mean, it's laser focused. Um, and, and we'll put everything behind it to try to make it happen. But, uh, yeah, I mean, law of attraction, passion, and hard work. How big you mentioned in the life coach, Dom? I mean, you said you've been doing that nine years now. Yep. How big of a difference has that made for you? For me, that woman has saved my life. I can't even tell you how many times. Uh, she actually saved our marriage. Um, quick, funny story. When we moved out here to Wilmington, you know, her and I are from the Midwest. Well, People in the Midwest are a little bit more traditional. They're a little bit more old school in the way that they think and things like that and their habits and traditions. Well, when you move out here on the coast by the ocean, you know, life's a little different out here. Um, you know, there was women out here. There was a lot of temptation out here. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Um, which that wasn't an issue for me per se, but, you know, when we got involved in the gym, you know, as competitors and, and regulars in the gym and everything, 
um, life is just different out here in that scene, you know, like there was a lot of cheating going on. There was a lot of, you know, people just screw around. They just, I don't know. They have more of a kind of a go with the flow, I guess is a good way to put it mm. mentality out here, which we weren't really used to that. You know what I mean? It, I it fucks with your moral compass. And yeah, uh, it fucks with your moral compass really. Yeah. You know, we kind of, the one thing that we learned really quick, the, the biggest lesson that we learned as soon as we got out here was, and you guys have probably heard this a million times, is surrounding yourself with the right people. We came out here, we didn't know anybody. We had to learn the hard way, which we did. You know, Yvonne and I went through a rough time with that whole thing in the gym, you know, and, you know, I had worked with a couple female competitors, which started rumors, you know, there was rumors flying around, I was having an affair, blah, blah, blah. So... We learned real quick who to surround ourselves with and who not to, and then who to disconnect ourselves from. And then once we figured that out here, we were good to go. But, you know, surrounding yourself with those right people is, is everything. I mean, we used to joke around and say that we had a, you know, that we had a circle of friends. Well, our circle now is a dot. <laughs> you got a dot of friends. <laughs> uh, that's kind of an in in inside joke between me and my wife. But, you know, we don't, we don't really put ourselves in positions like that anymore. You know what I mean? Like yep. we're very, very picky on who we will surround ourselves with. And if it doesn't jive with what we want to be around and who we are and where we're going to go, honestly, and with our moral compass, then we, we won't do it. That, that's a smart thing to do. And I, I, you start realizing like, as you start making, as, as, like as you start picking those different options um, that, that take you down that, that road that you want to be on, you, you start finding, like, you look up one day and you're like, man, half these people that I was with aren't even on the same track anymore. And it doesn't even make sense to be, even be on the same brainwave. Which I think ultimately holds people back also because they're scared to let that, those relationships go. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> it, it hinders a lot. It hinders a lot of people's progress. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think I'm, it's also, like, and, and these things are mentioned a lot. Like you said, you've heard it, you know. You, you, you know, hang around the right folks. That's who you're going to become. I mean, if you want to go drink and party more, you're going to hang with people who want to drink and party more. It's going to, it's going to amplify that. So vice versa. And it's, you know, it's like Addison called me. I called him, I think it was yesterday and it was the day before. And he said something, he's like, you got problems. I was like, like, what the hell you want me to do about it? Fix the problems. Let's get back at it, man. We got big plans. Let's, let's go. And I love that. He does that to me too. We drive each other. And you, you need that. Um, and if it was, if it was drinking and partying instead, I mean, we would drink and party even harder. So, you know, finding those people and being around them and, and just the expectation, I think it cuts out a lot of bullshit in life, but I really like the life coach talk um, or just the mentor or whatever, because I, I find, I don't know if you do Don, but I find that I get lost in my thoughts and it, the more I can get with someone express with hell, it's half the reason I do this podcast. Because I get to talk to people like you of your caliber and express more of the crazy things that are going on in my head, and I don't feel so crazy about them, you know? Yeah, we, uh, we've been using her almost nine years now, and there hasn't been one major, major business decision that we've made without calling her first. Wow. Listen with her, and then we get very clear on what the, what the situation is and how we feel about it and what the decision that we want to make is. And if we can't do that, then we won't make the decision until we do. That's good. Man, that's solid. That's the next level. Yeah. I mean, 
I laughed at the whole idea of it first, you know, but then once we got involved with her, I mean, she's a, she's a lifesaver. She's saved us many, many times. Wow. That's good. That's so, good. I guess the question I have on, on that part of it, um, how did you go about searching or what even brought the event up to, to pick out that life coach? Uh, we were introduced to her through a of ours that was using her. And ironically enough, it was, we were talking to this lady um, about us moving, about us relocating out to the, to the East coast. And, you know, um, Yvonne was good friends with this lady who was the customer. And she said, you know, why don't you guys talk to this lady, you know, and, and let her try to help you, you know, clear your head, get your thoughts put together and things like that. And I mean, from the very first session that we had with her, it was an instant match and we've never, we've never missed a month with her. We've been with her almost nine years. Um, well, Don, I know we want to be uh, valuable of your time and man, it has been great having you on. T tell me or tell everyone how they can find out more about your product, find out more about you, where to follow you at. So my Instagram is just Don underscore Verity at Instagram. Um, the Clean Eats Instagram is Clean Eats Life. Um, the website is cleaneats.com. And uh, that's, that's the main three that we use right there. We don't really, I mean, Facebook I think is – <laughs> we don't yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear your MySpace handle. What was that one again? Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh -huh. the, the last, last part of it, I want, and I know we want to try and be valuable of your time. Like James always says, right. um, but um, really quick, uh, the meal plan part of it. And then you also have like an in indoor cafe part of it. Is that right? Yeah. So that's an interesting thing I can educate people on too. Now, um, so we have, you know, um, Clean Eats is a franchise. You know, we have brick-and-mortar franchise locations. And almost two years ago now, a little about, I think maybe 18, 19 months ago, we started Clean Eats Kitchen. Um, it's a distribution company that we started to uh, – we started it because we wanted to wholesale our food. And um, the government changed some regulations and some laws a few years ago to – is changing the meal prep game. You know, a lot of the mom and pop shops, they, I mean, if they heard this, they wouldn't even know what I was talking about, but you know, it's, it's pretty much illegal for meal plan companies to wholesale food in a public place that isn't inspected by the USDA. It, it carries a huge fine. And we learned that the hard way we got shut down. Um, so we're one of the, I don't I don't even think there is another one that's our size that does the kind of volume we do that is inspected by the USDA. Um, there's some out there, but they're a little bit smaller. Um, so we started that company to fulfill a contract that we got with Europa sports. Um, when we started this, so we were basically using Europa sales force. They put our meals in their catalog and use their sales guys to sell our meals. So it's, we used, it's the same brand. I mean, it's clean eats brand. It's just two different business entities and it's two different business models actually. So the the cleanies kitchen does wholesale and then we also ship meals direct to consumer. Um, we opened up that model to kind of support the franchise system in markets where we're not around yet. You know, we don't have any franchise locations in Chicago or, you know, some of these big metropolitan cities. So the idea was to start this for brand awareness to, to pump our brand into these cities before we got there with a brick and mortar. 
So it's, it's working out well. So, I mean, there's, we can get a customer on a many, many different arms and different avenues now with being able to ship meals to their house or if they want, those meals are frozen. So if a customer wanted fresh meals, you know, they could go to any cafe that we have across the country and, and get the meals fresh at a cheaper price point. Um, or, you know, if, if somebody owns a business entity and wanted to, to retail the meals, they have that option also. Sweet, sweet. So um, let's just say I go in there um, in, into, I guess, either either online or into an indoor kitchen. Um, and let's just say, like, I'm looking to put on weight. I'm looking to, you know, bulk this season. What do you guys have different, different, uh, I guess, meal types for someone who's bulking versus someone who's cutting versus maintaining? Yeah, I mean, we can, we can accommodate any lifestyle or any kind of, you know, dietary needs that anybody needs. Um, the, the local franchise locations have tons of flexibility. I mean, they can literally customize anything that you wanted as long as they had it in house. Cool. Um, with the distribution, you know, and trying to order online, you're a little bit limited there because we don't customize it just because of the mass quantity. But yeah. I mean, if, if somebody had any kind of dietary need, I would definitely send them to a local franchise because you know, the franchisees are very well versed in all of that. And there's somebody there, there's a heartbeat there. There's somebody there to talk to and, and talk them through that. Yeah. That helps out. Well, I was just going to say, I always like to, to ask uh, Don, uh, the, our podcast is focused towards what we call tier one, wall one for a lot of the people out there. You know, maybe they're just starting out. Uh, business is starting to grow. Maybe they're scared about hiring that first employee, you know, making that next step or maybe making that investment that's going to, they got to get a loan on. I just wanted to do, if you could leave them, uh, you know, what's one piece of advice you would give our listeners out there on that? On taking the next step? Yeah, taking the next step. Going from that, that like I said, that one-man shop or that two-man shop or making that a next investment, you know, getting over wall one or tier one of that business. Just do it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Um, Like getting back to what I said earlier, I think that's a lot of people are scared to take that leap. And then ultimately that's why they don't do it. They just overthink it. They overcomplicate it. You know, Um, I'll kind of spill the beans a little bit. I'm working on a, a little prototype model of our concept here as if we didn't, have enough already (laughs) i'm working on kind of like an express model for this i don't know anything about it man i'm winging it i'm putting it together i'll figure it out when it opens and i'll work the details out later i mean you know um i can quote a few other guys but you know don't try to have a plan b don't ever try to have a plan b because i mean if you if you're going to have some sort of cushion or some kind of safety net and you're always going to think about that you're never going to take the risk and you're never going to go full force a hundred percent on what the passion and what you're trying to do is, you know, Yep. going back to what I said earlier with her and I, when we, when we started this, I mean, I gave up my house. I gave up my truck. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, didn't want one, didn't even think about it. It was nowhere even on my radar. I was, you know, I, didn't, I didn't, wasn't even sure how I was going to pay my bills, but I figured it out. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. That's fantastic. It's crazy what happens when you put yourself in those situations to succeed and there's no other option, right? Um, For sure. You want to close this out, James? Is there anything, or Don, is, 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 is there anything that you want to 
leave with anybody? Or is there any last words you want to put out? Absolute hard work and motivation, man. It's all it takes. With that, um, hey, everybody, we'll have uh, in the show notes uh, contact info for, for Don. Check him out. Check out his Instagram. Check out Clean Eats. Those meals are delicious, uh, according to my wife, and she has tried a lot, and she absolutely loves them. So, you know, check his stuff out. Don, thanks for being on. And grinders from this, the one thing to take away, don't have a plan B. Don't have a plan B. Go get some. Grinders out.